Morning Cornerstone, down here by the banks of the Brisbane River, uh, going for a bit of a stroll. And as I was thinking during the week about how God might use my words in these next few moments to bring some, some value, some meaning into your life, I was really struck on Thursday night when the girls were recording the worship set that we just experienced together. That last song that we sung, Lord I Need You, the way in which they led us to declare in a very... Um, a very vulnerable, real, honest way, our absolute dependence on God, that, that really stirred something in me. And I was thinking, well, it's such a broad, I mean, it's such a big truth. I mean, don't get me started on all the ways I need God. How can I sharpen that a little bit for us this morning? And, um, and it actually connected with an, another thing that's been rolling around my, my head and my heart for a while. And it's this idea of, um, of how when we go to high places, we get better perspective. We see more. And so I thought, at, particularly at this moment in our lives, in history, in our lives together, but also our individual lives, the incredible value it would be to be able to see ourselves from God's perspective. You know, we, I think we've all had that experience before. When you're sort of stuck in the middle of something, it's difficult to see two feet in front of you. And yet God, because of his exalted view, his exalted position in... Um, in creation he sees the beginning from the end and uh, that's incredibly valuable so that's what that's what's on my heart this morning and I feel like if I do my pit sort of half well God will begin something in you to replace perhaps your view of yourself and your life right now which is not wrong but with a more complete broader view the way in which God does so to do that we're actually going to go on a bit of a field trip um, we're going to go on a bit of an excursion together because I'm actually going to take us to a number of high places, high spots around Brisbane um, that have some significance and some meaning, connected to some areas that I really believe God wants to elevate our view of our own lives, but our lives together as well. Um, so we're, we're going to do that this morning. So we're going on a field trip right now. I need you to go and grab your hat, your water bottle, um, a lunch. Make two lines, grab the hand of the person next to you, and we're going to go. Cornerstone, next place I've brought to you to, I think a number of people might recognise this beautiful view of the city, but I'm actually up on Eildon Hill, Eildon Reserve. There's a few people up here. I think there might be a party that's going to kick off in a little bit. I might go and join. Um, but this is a place that actually I associate with very strongly about seeking God's heart for people in our community because it's been a place where over the journey we, we've come up and had prayer meetings here but in particular I can't think about this place and not think about Clem and Leanne Fryer. Um, back in the day uh, Clem and Leanne who were part of Cornerstone from the very beginning but I think I want to say late 90s early 2000s they launched out um, to lead and revitalize a church just kind of over that way called Sol Solid Rock. And I know they would tell the stories that they would come up here regularly and, and pray and ask God to show them how uh, they could love this city and, and, and the people they were called to. And very much the living room is a legacy of that kind of prayer and the uniqueness of the living room, which is very much, um, you know, it's a place where people who might otherwise be experiencing homelessness, they, they sort of um, struggling with mental health issues. It's a very, very real and raw place. But they've created 
a safe space, we might use that term, for people to come and experience community and explore God in a way that's meaningful for them. And I'm just picking up on Josh's sermon last week, which I thought was just fantastic. It is such a great example where we seek God's heart. We look to love in which the way in which God would love. Jesus would want us to love rather than what's comfortable for us and a way in which cuts cuts through. So people receive a sense of living water rather than feeling like it's been a bucket of water dumped on their head. Um, I really heavily identified with that last week. I recognised myself in that sermon and not in a good way. So I just always imagine this place as I look out there. Um, it's you know it's a big wide open space. I can see uh, Leanne just walking around declaring to the heavenlies and Clem probably singing at the top of his voice and others have come up here as well. You might want to come up here but I do want to encourage you. We need more places and spaces in Cornerstone like the living room um, and that's not going to come uh, because I sort of ordained it or come up with ministry ideas. It comes when people get God's heart and perspective, his elevated heart and perspective for how we should love. When we take seriously the challenge to not dump buckets of water on people's heads in the name of Jesus, but be streams of living water. Um, it's best to start that not by starting a ministry, but just asking God, what does that look like in my life? So that's what I'm doing. Um, you might want to come up here to Eldon Hill to do it, um, you might, there might be a party going on you can join when you come up here as well um, but yeah there's there's another invitation and challenge I put out to you to seek God's elevated view for people who are maybe on the margins of society I'm about to get run over so I brought you to somewhere that's actually quite special for and has been quite special for Christy and I we're actually in Paddington here um, you can see we're looking out over the north there's a little just a little park here um, we used to come and sit on the, the seats up there um, Christy loved coming up here truth be told she'd often drag me up here um, but it was always worth a view the city's through there somewhere I can see through the there we go through the trees um, but we used to come here because there was a season in our life where we actually lived just over on the other side of the gully in a unit there um, and in the last season of Christy's life when she was in palliative care, one of God's um, kind of graces to us, one of God's gifts, was we spent in amongst all that was going on, we spent time, it was a bit like curating an album of memories where we would uh, talk and just remember different places and stages of our life and um, just, you know, give thanks with each other and, and remember how good our, our life was together. Um, and as we did that, the memories associated with this place and, uh, and with this season, we're kind of a little bit like the golden age of Graham and Christy because we were young, double income, no kids, living in the cafe set of uh, Paddington. It was, um, I was thin. Um, it was like our, our life had felt like it just had limitless possibilities. The world was our oyster, and very much it was. But also we remember that it was actually in this season, and I can remember a conversation we had on that bench up there, uh, where we talked about what we wanted our life to really be about. And we very much, we talked and prayed, and very much God led us to three things that had always been, that served us like the bedrock of our, of our marriage, of our family life together, that we sunk our foundations deeply into. And that was, we, we, wanted, to, we wanted to just always, as much as we could, 
trust God and be obedient to his leading and, and trust him for what come, came next. To try and, I guess, take risks or to do what we, what we felt needed to be done, regardless of what we felt the consequences might be. So that was one thing. We also, we wanted to live a life. Our language was sort of poured out for people, serving people. It sounds very noble. I think that was probably because at this stage of the life, in our 20-somethings, 20-something uh, double income, we knew that that was going to be very counterintuitive. It didn't come naturally to us. But we felt like, and we had people in our lives who demonstrated that looked like a life worth living. And then the third thing was, wherever we went, whatever we did, we we wanted to make community central, to be investing in and building community wherever we went. So we agreed on those things, very much felt like that was God having his perspective on, on our life. And in that final season, we were so thankful for that because um, it was very much those three things saw us through the best of times and the worst of times. The best of the high life at Paddington was 20-somethings, double income, living the high life. And the worst of times, a, a palliative care unit in Chermside West. And the point was that God saw our life. We didn't see that. There's no way when we came up here as in those times and thought about the future that we saw what was stretched out before, the good or the bad. But God did. But God did. And that's my encouragement, my sense this morning to encourage you. And there is a sort of a timeliness is that this is a time for us to perhaps you have those kind of bedrock values. You've, you've been through that exercise. God's revealed those things. It's a time to come back and just reaffirm that with the people that matter in your life. Um, or for some, I feel like this is actually going to be if, if we give God seek God, come to God, ask for his perspective. He's going to perhaps introduce something new or, or show something that will be, that will see you through the best of times and the worst of times, particularly if this is a season where it feels like the worst of times as it does for so many people. So I, I, I encourage you, the idea here is to elevate, ask for God's perspective on your life because he's so much better at seeing, he sees the best bits so much more clearly than you do. And he sees the difficulty, the challenges so much more clearly than you do. And his, uh, his insight, his perspective um, will ground you and keep you firm. Um, and that's, that's his heart for you. Hey, um, before we get to the, to the next spot, if you get a chance to get up here um, during springtime when the jacarandas are, are blooming and you see this vista here it just has these explosions everywhere of um, of purple it is like a quintessential Brisbane vista and it's stunning and that's why uh, Christy loved to drag me up here um, and to be honest she had a point it is pretty special here we are on the last leg of our little uh, field excursion and um, I should say good morning because it's actually Sunday morning so if you're watching this um, on Sunday morning, we're in the same time zone. I wanted to get up early and come up before the sunrise. The sun's just starting to rise over the city. It's a bit of a dirty old day uh, today, but I wanted to come up here because the last uh, sort of point that was really on my heart to encourage and share with you this morning was about how when you're actually up high, um, it's a great place you, to see sunrises, to see the sun come up on a new day. You can actually see a sunrise further away um, when you're up high. And I really feel that's something that God wants to speak into um, to all of us, but, but maybe particularly, specifically some people this morning 
that God sees a sunrise in your life. He sees a new day coming. He's in the business. All through scripture, we see that God is a God of renewal. And we get into these places and spaces in our heart and in our life where it's just difficult for us to imagine, let alone see uh, the light of a new day. But that doesn't restrict God's ability to see newness coming, to see a new thing coming. And I, you know, I, I want to declare that over, uh, over all of us. But particularly this morning, I feel there's some that really need to hear that. Um, I, like I said right at the start, I felt like if I did what I was meant to do this morning um, and plant some seeds, that it would maybe begin a process where God wants to do a bit of a holy exchange to take what we might see and replace it with a better view. It might be in some of the areas that I've mentioned already. Uh, that I think are needful for our for our lives individually, our lives together. But there might be some other things. There might be a, situ- a situation or a relationship that you know really needs a new day. It needs a fresh perspective. Um, we're actually going to finish by um, uh, by spending some time. I'm going to encourage you. I've actually got a video straight after this one that'll start. Um, that's of Mount of the sun rising at Mount Warning. Now, uh, you probably know this, but Mount Morning is the highest point on the most easterly part of Australia. So it gets the sun. When you're on top of Mount Morning, you get the sun before anyone else does. You see the new day coming up before anyone else in Australia. And I thought that was a, a, a really nice prophetic symbol of what I feel like God wants to do this morning is to give us a sense of what he sees. Um, which is not being stuck in something. Um, it's not uh, hopelessness. It's the sense of life and renewal and a new day dawning. Um, and that's the idea that was birthed as I was listening to the song. We've got the, the song, uh, Lord, I Need You, will be playing. So it's a worshipful moment, perhaps, I hope, for you to start that exchange with God, to do business with God, because I, I sense what he wants to do this morning in us. And so I hope you can take that time to maybe uh, think through that. Perhaps it's a busy morning. You need to do it a little bit later. Try and get yourself into a space space, uh, and a place where you can just quiet your spirit and uh, echo the sentiment of that song to say, to point your need towards God. Um, And with a sense of expectation that he wants to elevate you to see your life and to see your future the way he does, um, which is bright, which is very bright.
Встреча сам.